Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Gonna be a path in motion. All I need is some page up cash. Take the platform higher. St. Elmo's fire. Holy shit, I think I blacked out there for a minute. Uh, welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast, where today we will be catching you up on all the news, money, and acquisitions you missed out on. Okay, so that's a lot. Maybe not all of that, but we'll, we'll do our best. I'm your host, Chad, man in motion, so wash, and today we are cheeseless. Uh, but I am bringing the gold baby, Peter Gold, that is. And uh, guess what? Mr. ATM, Mr. ATS himself will be joining us. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned because we will be right back. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, the 80s, Peter. The 80s. Oh yeah, you know you had that on your playlist. You have it on your Spotify playlist right now, don't you, Peter? I don't even have Spotify. <laughs> oh my God. Oh dude, so Peter, Mr. ATS Gold, how's it hanging? How you doing? Yeah, 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 not bad, not bad. A bit tired today. Tired from what? What have you been doing that has tired you out? I've been on my bike today. It was a bit of an epic ride. And the thing is, I knew it was a, a big ride, uh-huh. but it didn't quite turn out. Well, it was kind of, it did turn out how I expected and I knew it would be bad. So it was bad. And so, but the problem is I knew I had to get back for you and <laughs> I, I, I left late. You left late, but you made it. You made it and you're all well, knackered out. I almost out. didn't though. I tell you, it was, it was a dilemma. Oh yeah? How so? Well, about six hours in, uh-huh. I, I I was saving my cheese sandwich. And um, have, you, have you seen the <laughs> have you seen the film The War Horse? Yeah, it's been a while ago, but yeah. Do you remember the start where you've got the horse and the boy at, at the farm? Uh huh. Yep, sure do. That was filmed on location in Dartmoor. Oh no shit! At a place okay. called Ditsworthy Warren Farm, uh-huh. and that's exactly where I was going today to have my cheese sandwich. <laughs> But yes. time was ticking because I was late and I'm uh-huh. kind of riding along and I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it to Ditsworthy and the pub uh-huh. and get back for Chad. And so I'm kind of riding along and thinking, Chad or cheese, Chad or cheese. <laughs> and I did and I thought, hang on, I'm supposed to be Chad cheese. Obvious. Yes. So anyway, I made it to the pub. I mean, the, the, the last descent down to the pub, though, is a real humdinger descent. Rocky, gnarly folly offy type thing uh-huh. and you know how you should never think about bad things happening yes you'd never do that shit because it's gonna happen don't get a puncture coming down here yeah no fucking anyway, shit, right? I, I didn't i didn't good so good. i got i got to the pub i had my beer i'd already inhaled my cheese sandwich because i didn't go to ditsworthy warren <laughs> so i had to get back for you and yeah so here i am eight hours later after riding my bike i'm here that's how important i am people that is how important i am we had to come back for chad so that uh, he could he could guest host on the chat and cheese. So I am, I'm damned excited to be back on the mic. Cheeseman is vacationing on the beach in Mexico somewhere. I am still in a haze after being in fucking Europe for the last three weeks, which was a blast by the way. So I wanted to make sure listeners out there that I brought a guest on who had some, you know, a good amount of industry experience, but even more so opinions. So that's why I called Mr. ATS, uh, who was just on the show well, about a month or so ago, was it, Peter? Uh, he he received some pretty damn good fanfare. I think he paid for it, but no matter, doesn't matter. Uh, for all those listeners who might have missed the It's Mr. ATS podcast, first and foremost, listen to it after this. Give them a quick Twitter bio about you. Who is Mr. ATS. Mr. ATS is me, obviously. Um, built an ATS back in 1999, sold that business, been working in the industry ever since, uh-huh. been blogging, analyst, worked for some of the big vendors. And yeah, and now, and now I'm just Mr. ATS. Like who? Who are some of the big vendors? Worked for Lumes, um, mm-hmm. worked for Cornerstone, and I did some consulting work for Taleo, Job Partners, and some of the smaller vendors. Dropping those names. I love it. I love it. Well, shit. Let's uh, let's go ahead and transition into shout outs. I want to first go and say shout out to Europe, who is doing vaccination passports and proof of testing 
the right way. We we flew into Paris. We spent a week in Malta. We spent a week in Budapest. Another week in Tavira, Portugal. Then a couple, a few days back in Paris before we came back to the U.S. And I gotta say, dude, it was fucking easy. And it was much different than the 1940s version that we have here in the United States where they're like, show me your papers. It was all on your phone, all digital QR codes. Uh, It was easy shit. So I got to give a shout out to Europe for doing vaccination passports, right? Have have you traveled at all? Have you had to deal with them? Or I've I've been to Scotland and Wales Uh and they were different to England when it came to um, COVID. I mean, of course, England, you know, Boris has done an amazing job because he's such an amazing leader. Um, Dick. Yeah, completely. Um, everybody's now panicking and, and getting the booster or trying to get the booster because uh-huh. there's nobody to deliver the boosters. Um, so I went for my booster yesterday and my 2.30 appointment was gonna, was delayed by two hours. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, you're you're – above what we are here in the US with regard to uh, vaccination percentage. And it's it's weird because we, I think for, depending on where you are in the States, but I think this is pretty much standard throughout. If you want to go get a shot, you can get a shot. If you want your booster, you're not going to have a problem getting in to get the booster. So it's weird to hear that a country like the UK or you know countries like the UK are actually having issues. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of what you'd expect from Boris, really, isn't it? <laughs> so do you have uh, yeah, any shout-outs for us? Oh, I was going to have a shout-out for Olivia, my favorite Splatbot. Oh, yeah? You're not, you're, not a, you're not a Paradox Olivia Splatbot fan? I don't really mind chatbots. I just think, you know, if it's not always appropriate. And if you're going to use a chatbot, at least get it right. So what's get it right look like? Don't ask open-ended questions in a single... T- field text box uh-huh. when somebody's on their phone you know okay. just you can some of the questions are like how long have you been in the industry and that's absolutely fine you know, yeah a long time or 20 years or whatever but then say what is it that you think makes a good xyz I mean, it's like seriously you want me to answer that to a pseudo human being chatbot on my phone on my phone so is there voice is there availability for voice to text or even leaving regular voice audio messages Nope, not that I saw anyway. I mean, maybe there wow. is, maybe further down the process there may be, but I just think at the top end of the application process, if you've got a job that's quite senior and you're not going to get many people apply for it anyway, really all you need is their their name, their email address, and their mobile number, and maybe ask them two questions. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not really a, a paradox slash Olivia issue, though, is it? That's more of a process. No, the company, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, I mean, the company, the company's yeah. process is all fucked up, and they're asking way too many questions, especially on the front end. Yeah, but you'd expect the tech vendor, when it's using its own tech, to be a paragon of virtue as far as how you set it up <laughs> would be. So what you're saying is Paradox actually doing hiring themselves, you've gone through that process and that yeah. wasn't that wasn't uh, quite as slick as you thought it would have been. Correct. I thought it would be okay. far better. And then actually, I don't, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, why not just have easier, just, you know, apply on LinkedIn. But of course, there'd be no need for Olivia then. And that's a real paradox, isn't it? <laughs> it is a real paradox. It really is. More shout outs on my side. I, I want to shout out to listeners who connect. We appreciate you guys out there, not just listening, but also engaging, whether it's connecting on Twitter, following us, or connecting on LinkedIn. Antonio Arias Lopez, who's the global head of talent acquisition and employer brand at MBCC 
group over in Germany. He loves the podcast. Thanks for listening, Antonio. Pierre Goodsmit over in the Netherlands connected with me on LinkedIn to say that he's a big fan and we're obviously big with the Dutch. Go figure. Sarah Callerie from Market Drayton. That's over there in England. She loves the podcast. Thanks for listening. We love our listeners all over the world. Thanks for connecting and following us on social media and keep on listening. Plus, get your friends, family, coworkers, and anyone you know to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese wherever they listen to podcasts or go to chadcheese.com. Last but not least, I got to give a shout out to Scotch. Everybody loves Scotch, right? I was thinking of Adam as well, to be honest, because I saw <laughs> that he was giving away free whiskey. I've not worked out what I need to do to get some yet, but I did see that he was giving free whiskey away. I'll tell you exactly what you have to do, as Adam Gordon would actually put it. Not just Scotch. It's Scotch malted whiskey with a value of $1,000 per bottle. Go to scotch.win to register for an ex- for the expensive stuff. Again, 1000 bucks a bottle. We're giving away Scotch, the expensive stuff at scotch.win. If you want some bourbon, some other types of whiskey, that's cool too. Go to chadcheese.com slash free. Sovereign sponsors free whiskey to your doorstep once a month. Uh, Not to mention beer from pillar.hr. That's right. A bunch of craft beers on your doorstep. Or who knows, maybe you want a comfy t-shirt. Chad Cheese t-shirt. Again, go to chadcheese.com slash free or just go to chadcheese.com. Click on free in the upper right-hand corner. And that, Peter, is how you get the free shit. I'll get some free beer later then. I love it. I love it. So you ready to talk uh, some topics? That's why we're here, I think, isn't it? Is that it? Are we done now? Can I go? You can't go because it's time for topics. All right. Right out of the barrel, smoking hot, Page Up acquires Path in motion. Path motion, Chad. No, oh, path in. motion. Path okay. motion. I keep hearing the man in motion from St. Elmo's Fire. That's why. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. I see Spotify list again. Don't have Spotify and you won't get names wrong. <laughs> well, Simple. that's why I have guys like you to keep me straight. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, okay. So from the press release, here, here we go. Quote. PageUp acquires PathMotion, a pioneering SaaS platform that allows organizations to create highly relevant employee-generated content to attract and engage quality applicants. PathMotion's sophisticated AI-powered discussion platform makes it easy for organizations to connect candidates to real employees and share authentic employee content. With a single click, Organizations can create and share on brand, employee-generated content with prospective job seekers. PathMotion complements PageUp's acquisition of Clinch recruitment marketing software. So, Peter, PageUp, do you think adding PathMotion, especially after the Clinch acquisition, to the portfolio was uh, was a must? To be honest... I've never really understood path motion. I've never really understood the real value that it offers. And, you know, there'll always be anecdotal examples of where people have bought it and had a play with it. And I've had a look around mm-hmm. some of their customers and I, I don't think it's a particularly great experience and I don't see the point of it. And the fact that PageUp are saying Clinch and PathMotion will be integrated with their own ATS, but mm-hmm. still available to be bought standalone to inter- integrate with other ATSs. I can't see that happening, um, to be honest. Uh-huh. Clinch made sense. You know, Clinch is a career site CMS, and 
it's kind of expected now of ATS vendors to have a career site, but there's a massive disconnect between what I would call a true CMS and what an ATS offers. You know, and I've been there with Hyapad. That was a full CMS with ATS integration. So we would, you know, build a, a career site, all the extra pages, right. feed all of the jobs and multiple ATSs into one place so the candidate had a, a better experience. So yes. and people like Tripad, for example, they tried to be that standalone social career site. When they tried to get ATS integration, you know, that almost killed them off. So I said, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So they did, and they became an ATS, and <laughs> the rest of they say is history. But I think PageUp hoovering up kind of waifs and strays won't bring them success. And for me, like I say, PathMotion's never made a lot of sense. Clinch does, um, but PathMotion, I don't get why. I really don't. So one thing many marketing platforms are missing is content generation. And this seems to majorly bolster the value of Clinch. Yeah, you can have a career site that you create and then you want to be able to fill it with content. But for the most part, companies, they suck at creating content. And yep. they're fucking horrible at creating content. So this platform could prospectively help them get past that obstacle in being able to allow their employees to create authentic, quote unquote, authentic content for them to actually share, not just on their website, but also to be able to press out via the socials. So do you agree that most of these, quote unquote, marketing platforms are really just infrastructure? They miss the big key of a content generation partner. You see, I, I don't necessarily agree that we need loads of content. What's going to bring people? Jobs? Is that it? Is that the only content? If you look at where the traffic is on a career site, it's all yeah. around job search. Now, once people get an interview, then they will go and look at content. But do, do you think people really believe all the kind of marketing bullshit that companies put on their career site about themselves? No. Um, is is PathMotion the answer? I don't think so, because that content needs to be kept up to date. Mm -hmm. And when I had a quick look at one one in one example, I just thought I kind of expected it to be real time, and it wasn't real time. It was kind of you know, here's here's a question you can ask. Choose who you want to ask the question to, and gotcha. send it off, and they'll get back in touch with you. But it was just the whole experience was really clunky and and horrible, and not really seamless, and didn't really make me think that's impressive. It just made me think <laughs> that's a bit two thousand and three. Um, so so. And I think this whole authenticity aspect, I don't think people buy it. It's just in for the majority of jobs, people are saying, I just want a job. And I think if you get to a point where if you're, say, somebody on, I don't know, 80K a year or more, you're, you're quite an ex, quite an, um, experienced person, you're in quite a senior role, then you're more likely to talk to people in the organization and find information out or talk to your friends or go on to Glassdoor. So... For me, I think we need to take a step back from this massive content generation element of the career site and just say, let's make the process as slick and easy as possible. You can look at your traffic, you can look at your data, and you can say how many people come to the career site, how many are first-timers, how many bounce, how many go to the job search, how mm. many go to the content, and are yes. they returning people, which will kind of support the fact that there's probably people who've already applied for a job and they're coming back now to look some more information. So I just think we've got it very wrong. And if we can't get the basics right, which is find a job, apply for a job, maybe use a chatbot to apply, find and apply for a job, get that bit right. If we can't get the basics right, what's the point of the content? 
I, I totally agree, but I don't think this is an or scenario, right? I don't think it's it, it's content or a slick process. I think what we've done over the years is we've come up with these marketing campaigns that have been real shit. They, they might have been too polished. They might not have seemed genuine or authentic. But what we didn't do, which is exactly what you're saying, is we didn't have a great process for once they were interested to get in to the application process or at least into the system. So it's it's really been a shit UX, no matter how much good content you might have put together. I think personally, this is an and scenario. You need to be able to, from a recruitment marketing standpoint, you need to be able to touch those people who care and they want to learn more about you. And you've got to do it with good content. Well, you've got to have the right content. You've got to have the right yes. content that people yes. want. So, for example, Relevant. hourly workers. Yes. Hourly workers, and this we've done this, and this, I've done a survey on this, and they basically said, we'd like a pay calculator. I want to know if I apply for this job doing 20 hours a week, mm-hmm. how much will I earn? Yep. How much will I take home? That's the kind of stuff those workers want. Whereas people who are going to work in head office, yes, they want to say, have a peek over the fence. They want to say, well, okay, (laughs) let me look what it's like in your office. Right. Let me meet some people. Let me have a look at where I'll be working maybe. So so content's important, but it's about getting the right content that the target audience want. And I don't think we've got that right. I don't think we're intelligent enough or investigative enough to actually say, you know, this is what our target audience wants and this is what we're going to give them everybody just does the same every career site looks the same and why do you think that is because they're all having agencies who are like-minded putting them together for them yeah and everybody and talent acquisition people are sheep (laughs) okay so let's let's move toward path motions footprint asia pack rim europe the u.s they're looking at this broad scope Right, I mean, path mo- page up is is fairly big, but they're not really a household name in the U.S. Uh, shouldn't they, do you think that they should focus on specific regions and try to own those regions before trying to get a scatter shot at this, or do you think, hey, go for everything? I think well, my my understanding of path of not path motion site of um, page up is that they are very strong in Asia Pac, and typically American vendors. Are not strong in Asia Pac, so I exactly. would I would focus on that region and become the de facto HCM in that region. I, I think a company like Path Motion, more than likely, this is a clearance rack type of a buy. It's something that actually fits on the content creation end of Clinch, and and again, we both think Clinch was a was was a was a great buy for them, but I think they need. Uh, definitely, no question. They need content creation ability, uh, but but also they need to focus on the path to application as well. Either way, it doesn't matter. There's a great soundtrack for these guys. <laughs> All right. Going on to our next story. Okay, kids. So if you didn't listen to the latest European Chad and Cheese podcast entitled Text Colonel Lands a Whopper, Joel Levin and Hung Lee talked about this next acquisition, but I believe they left a lot of daylight in talking about the deal. Not to mention, Peter, I knew you were coming on and I wanted to hear what you had to think. So here it comes. Dutch recruitment software firm Text Kernel, backed by private equity firm Main Capital Partners, has acquired U.S. Par- parsing and matching rival 
Sovereign, also friend and sponsor of the show. Main Capital Partners said a deal that aims to expand its business across North America and Asia PAC and strengthen its technology base. Sovereign based in Texas delivers a similar AI software to TextKernel will boost the Dutch firm's position in the so-called search and match technology used by recruiters to screen candidates. Its private equity owner, Main Capital Partners, said in a statement, the deal is valued at 30 to 40 million euros. That's about around 45 million US dollars. First and foremost, congrats to longtime sponsor Robert Ruff and the crew over at Sovereign. Peter, this is a much different conversation than we just had on content. Your thoughts on this this space and also this acquisition? Yeah, I think it's um, a great acquisition for TextKernel. They're both very solid com- companies. Um, obviously, Sovereign are very US-centric. Um, mm-hmm. TextKernel very much EMEA focused, although they have got business in the US. And they've both been doing this you know, for 20-odd years each. So they yeah. know what they're doing. You, know, yeah. you kind of you always have to wonder, is it two old timers that make shovels <laughs> getting together to eke out the final remnants of a declining industry? You know, CV parsing, will, will that even be a thing in a few years' time? Or will they pivot because there's still life in the old dog and they could become the world's largest and oldest with the biggest data set AI skills engine or something along those lines? Yeah. Well, one thing you have to remember is that you can't get the data if you don't parse the data. And one of the hardest things to do with all this shit data that we get from job descriptions and resumes, what's the worst content that's out there today? Job descriptions and resumes, the things that matter most. Well, these two organizations, Sovereign and TextKernel, probably are the best when it comes to parsing that data. And when we're talking about parsing, we're talking about making that data available so that it can be consumed by matching engines, by AI, machine learning, all that other fun stuff, right? So from my standpoint, and again, we're close to this and I'm incredibly biased because this is my favorite segment of the industry. You can't have good matching without amazing parsing. So there are probably thousands, I would say there definitely are thousands of platforms that are actually out there today. And you who are listening today probably use Sovereign or or TextKernel from a client standpoint or one of your vendors (laughs) uses them because they power the whole fucking world when it comes to parsing and matching even some even some of the big skills engines have yes have a piece of sovereign or a piece of text kernel in there doing yeah. their thing yeah yeah so text kernel the big dog in the in in europe emia sovereign the bex the you know the the big dog here in the states i see this as a huge coup for text kernel uh, to be able to, they are now, there's no question, they are the top dog in the world. And number two is nowhere in sight. I mean, you've got great companies like Daxtra and and, and some, some, some others that are out there, but they're nowhere close to what now, what TextKernel is. And then you have to take a look at go-to-market. Eightfold is trying to become a core talent platform. Yep. While a new global juggernaut being you know, text kernel is poised to power all of eightfold's competitors. 
I mean, from my standpoint, this is a genius way to actually own the market. Instead of going out and having the biggest brand and spending millions of dollars on creating a platform that you will compete against the entire world with, both of these organizations said, fuck that. You don't need to know my name, but you do need to use my tech. So they, they're powering everything out there today. Yeah, they're like Intel. Yeah, they, they are in. <laughs> they will be in every HM stack. And, and the yes. thing is, it's, it's where, do, where else do they go? Because it's not just about recruitment or, you know, not, let's say head office type recruitment matching skills to jobs. It's also, if you think about temporary work or, or gig workers, freelancers, if you can then look at saying, well, okay, as say somebody like Manpower, let's say, or, or Alexander Mann, they've got thousands of temporary workers mm-hmm. and they're having to find somebody to do one job. So it's like, hey, find me somebody to do this one job. Well, if the machine can actually say, well, we can not only find the person that's got the right skills, we know where they've worked before, the matching becomes even more finite in actually picking people out for contract type jobs i think the opportunity is in the massive high volume hourly paid space temp space freelancers mm-hmm. you know actually going beyond just you've got these skills you could also do this job but saying availability match location all of those kind of things you're talking about 70 percent of the market is what you're talking about so oh, yes no massive. i i, I agree i agree a hundred percent and and but again i believe one of the things that we have done as an industry shit is we have spent hundreds of millions billions of dollars on attracting candidates into our own personal databases and then mm-hmm. we allowed them to sit there and fucking atrophy they 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 just went into a black hole and faded away when if you had tech like this to parse and match against new jobs new recs that actually popped up that's where the money is people so i'm pretty excited about this and very excited about uh, seeing what Text Kernel has next. So uh, we will we'll be talking more about this. There's no question because this is an exciting space. But until then, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And we're going to be back to talk about threatening things uh, toward the friends over at Indeed. Be right back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Peter. So when we talk about this industry today, Indeed is the major player. Am I wrong? They are. Yeah, they're the major player. The question is, how did they get where they are today? The next thing that I want to talk about is AppCast versus Indeed. But seriously, it's really a gang effort, to be quite frank. More major 
programmatic players versus Indeed these days. The next one caught our eye as this update came straight from the Smart Job Board website. It's not an earth-shattering announcement unless, unless you start to connect the dots. And this is a message to job sites. Employers and vendors listen close because here it goes. Quote, here at Smart Job Board, we've been working hard to offer an option to import jobs from our partner network to all of our customers. It's a great option to populate your job board with jobs in in case you experience a lack of job content. Partner networks such as Appcast will quickly and easily populate your job board by importing jobs from the network to backfill jobs. These jobs will look like native job postings. We will include the job alerts to job seekers and also be counted in jobs by city, state, category, widget. So, Peter, why is this a big deal? I, I'm I'm not convinced it is, to be honest. I don't think I don't think that's where the issue is going to be. First of all, indeed, are not going away any day soon. I don't see it. Oh no, sh- no, yeah, they, they're too big. And and the reason they they're so big is they are frictionless. You know, a recruiter doesn't have to do a thing to get their jobs onto Indeed. Nothing. Now, uh, other than pay. Other than pay, yeah. You're right. Not for organic, they don't know, but that's how they got so big. You know, the organic <laughs> piece has always been free. That was a long time ago. Yeah, they, they, that's how they're leveraging money today, but go ahead. Yeah. So, but there's no friction there. And the and the aggregators, I actually think, make the the, the candidate experience worse, not better. So, mm-hmm. but I, I think the real issue is Facebook. Okay. Or Meta. Okay. Because... <laughs> If you look at how their marketplace has grown, okay, they claim to have a billion users on the marketplace and they're mm-hmm. growing and yeah. e-commerce is part of their future growth and they've got something like a million shops on their platform already. So they can already tell you about cheap stuff from China that you didn't know you wanted, but you're going to buy because it's on Facebook. Um, in the same way, they'll be able, they could theoretically tell you about jobs you didn't know you could do and who you didn't know anybody, you didn't know you knew somebody at that company, and you didn't know it's actually closer to get there than your current job, and why it would be a better job all round. And and for me, Facebook's AI is really where they're going to start being able to leverage all of that information they have about you as a person. They'll know when you're unhappy. They'll know mm-hmm. when you need more money. They'll know which people you know, like I say, and, and who you could get lifts with or whatever. And I actually think that's where the big risk is for somebody like Indeed, because, you know, in the same way that Indeed index the jobs, Facebook can make it frictionless. They could say, yeah, hey, your jobs are on Facebook and now you can do whatever you want with them based using our AI and we can help find people for you. And if mm-hmm. you, I mean, I used to sell loads of old stuff on eBay. I've not used eBay for years. <laughs> I put it all through fa- Facebook Marketplace. So again, I don't think this, I don't think this is an or scenario. I think this is an and scenario. Like I said, um, yeah. you know, we're talking about AppCast and we're talking about all the mm-hmm. different programmatic players. But remember, Indeed and Simply Hired, having their backfill wars. Remember that? Mm -hmm. That's where they gained a shit ton of traction with regard to, and also kneecapping job boards all over the place and being able to provide quote unquote backfill, which was really just Indeed jobs on that website. And it led back to Indeed. The big question is what happened to Indeed IQ? I mean, Stepstone buys AppCast, Recruitix buys KRT, TMP, or I mean, um, Radency buys Perengo. And then what the fuck does Indeed do with ClickIQ? Instead of building a big distribution engine like 
AppCast or Pando or JobAdX, what do they do? They actually turn it internal and we haven't heard shit about this thing. I was going to say, it disappeared, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we've talked on this very show about customers and how they hate Indeed's tactics, Trojan horse, strong arming, uh, mm-hmm. not to mention Indeed just raised their resume product pricing from what I'm hearing about 20%. And they also took away the engagement credits, which means they raised the prices and took away incentives to use that very product. So I see some, first and foremost, some issues, much like Monster had back in the day when everybody hated them, but they felt like they had to use them. Then you have the Facebooks, let's say, the AppCasts, where they are starting to actually build bigger networks. That's where I see a big change happening. And I'm hoping to see a big change happening so that companies don't have to just hope and pray that Indeed doesn't raise their prices. They have options. Because today, it seems like they have no fucking options. Yeah. I mean, I saw a post earlier today about somebody saying they were using one of the job boards in the UK. And the day before their contract was about to expire, they had a price increase of 30%. And they're saying, well, hang on a minute. It's not working. So why would I pay 30% more for something that's not working? Yes. But, but what choice did they have? And so obviously, you know, they, they have a choice of not not going with that job board. But there's a seems to be a lot about a lot of it going on whereby everybody's struggling for candidates. And so they're kind of saying, well, let's just do more of the same. And it's like, no, don't keep doing more of the same. Try and do something different. Oh, hell no. <laughs> but nobody seems to want to do that. So we just go down the same old, do more of the same, even though it's not working. Exactly. So this is not a prediction, but it, it is awesome to see a company like Stepstone who bought AppCast for what? We're talking about a German organization buying this this big infrastructure in the US and to to prospectively bleed that out globally. But what the hell are they going to do? I mean, you know, Stepstone fucking hates Indeed, right? I mean, this to me seems like the perfect fucking strategy. And again, it's behind the scenes kind of things. But we will watch this. I am excited to see what happens, but I'm also excited about the uh, next piece of the show, which we call, get ready kids, buy or sell. So Peter, you know how to play buy or sell. Uh, And for all those virgin ears that are out there, you've never heard buy or sell before. Here's how it goes. A startup just received cash. I will describe the funding, give a quick overview of the vendor, and then Peter and I will either buy or sell the company. Pretty easy, right? Are you ready, Peter? I'm ready. All right. How much money have I got? (laughs) It's it's all, you can buy anything you want, man. Okay. So the the first startup up is called Adept ID. Adept ID, the developer of a machine learning power technology, Talent matching software that identifies hidden talent in the workforce announced a raise of $3.5 million in seed funding led by Zeal Capital Partners, Better Ventures, JFF's Employment Technology Fund, and investors participated in the round. The investment comes at a pivotal time for the future of work as the pandemic amplifies labor shortages in high growth sectors and increases the need for upward job mobility. Adept ID closes the labor gap by identifying hidden talent among the 80 million working Americans without college degrees and connecting them with 
relevant in-demand jobs or training based on transferable skills that have been observed in hundreds of thousands of job, job transitions. Since launching the public API earlier this year, the company has already licensed its AI models to Europe, Generation USA, and NL Green Power to programmatically improve their talent strategies and facilitate an inclusive approach to discovering and developing talent. Sounds like magic. What do you think, Peter? You're going to buy or sell? It's got AI, so it must be magic, obviously. <laughs> so, the, so these hidden talent, are they going to kind of find them under the table and then sack them because they're hiding from work or are they actually going to give them a different job? Good question. Yeah, I, I do like the concept of, of finding hidden talent, but there's a couple of issues with it. Candidates uh -huh. or employees may find it a bit creepy and also employers are already really bad at internal mobility. Mm -hmm. So I think there'll be a lot of resistance from that perspective. But I do love that it makes sense and the machine can you know, theoretically do this. So I'm a buy. You're a buy. You're a buy on that one. So that is a big... Okay. So it, it does sound like magic. My, my question was, after this press release, does it come with a set of Ginsu knives? I mean, it just sounds like they can do anything. It was... Founded in 2020 by Brian DeAngelis and Fernando Rodriguez Vila, the three things that are important to me when quickly assessing, will it automate? Yes. Will it scale? Yes. What are the experience that the founders actually have? None. None. No, and they that's probably applied for a job once and they didn't enjoy the experience. <laughs> So I think they just got out of school. And they probably got a garage, a big garage. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, yeah. But let's be honest. This piece of the process, I believe, is one of the most important and hardest to master. It is the heaviest fucking lift when it comes to platforms. That's why Sovereign and TextKernel, who we just talked about, mm -hmm. have really owned their respective geography because this shit is hard and Here's the biggest key. Expectations are high when you're dealing with customers on this, especially after a bullshit press release like that. So yes, the market is validated. ISIMS buys uh, opening.io. TextKernel just dropped a load of cash on Sovereign. Eightfold received shit tons of funding and is predicated on matching. But all of that to me is a head fake. Because remember, companies in this space who have bit the dust, like Restless Bandit, Crowded, and Intello is still out there flailing. This is a hard segment. This is my favorite segment. But to be quite frank, Brian, Fernando, I wish you guys luck, but guess what? This for me... It's a sell. I can't I can't do maybe, it. Maybe they use text kernel technology then. <laughs> well then if they do use text kernel technology, they have none of their own technolo uh, technological assets. What they do have is secret sauce, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. But at that point, they still don't know the industry. It's a it's a big lift and it's a very technical lift. When has that stopped anybody? Apart from being successful. <laughs> that's yeah, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. No, I agree. I agree. They won't be the last. Next a company we both know, Video My Job. So this announcement comes as a message on LinkedIn from CEO David Machaka. Here it goes. I'm excited to share that Video My Job has secured $2 million in funding. 
Uh, I am grateful for our incredible team and amazing customers, blah, 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 a bunch of momentum stuff. With the new round of funding, we'll accelerate our innovations that continue to make Video My Job the best video solution for talent acquisition, employer brand, and recruitment marketing teams worldwide. The employment market has significantly changed. Yeah, that's no shit. And companies are thinking about new ways to attract and retain talent. We're approaching the great resignation. Everybody's using that. And companies are struggling to find new employees to join their business. This is a global problem. Video My Job sees a lot of white space and ambitiously wants to be the category owner of video in talent teams. Our Video My Job is a platform that helps employers use video through sourcing employees' stories via their mobile phone video, which means companies can put the power of video in the hands of their people and see what content comes. Sounds very uh, familiar to a little path in motion, right? So what do you think? Are we going to buy or are we going to sell video my job? Well, you know, the thing is before COVID, every, nobody was cameras on, whereas now everybody's yep. cameras on. Yep. So, so in theory, there's no confidence issues about people putting their cameras on. So mm -hmm. you could argue now is as good a time as any for video. But the thing is, whilst we're happy to join a Zoom meeting and sit in front of a camera, press the record button. And the thing is, most people turn into monologue zombies or wannabe thespians. <laughs> and so I looked at some of their examples on their website, and I'm thinking, this is all just way too cheesy for me. So although I had a cheese sandwich earlier, I'm going to say this one's too cheesy for me, and I'm a sell. Hello. Okay. Well, that's a sell. Well, first off, let's go ahead and let's go to automate. Will it automate? No, uh, but you're in effect crowdsourcing, which can be a source of, you know, powerful automation. And, and especially if you're sending, you know, authentic content. So that's not a bad thing. Will it scale? Yes. Because employees, if you're engaging them, will be doing the work. The question is who's doing the editing, who's doing the approving, yada, yada, yada. There's going yeah. to be resources necessary to be able to handle all that content that comes in and the experience play yes david and team they definitely have experience not just in technology but in the recruitment space uh, there is only one medium i believe that's more powerful than video and that's audio and because audio is more portable which means it's can be used pretty much anywhere that being said I personally, I can't believe that this company hasn't been sold yet. Seriously, if you look at iSIMS, we talked about them earlier, uh, iSIMS acquisition of Alltrue, which was reported at 60 million fucking dollars. If the iSIMS marketplace demonstrated that video was worth buying, then what are all the other core talent platforms doing wrong? Are they even looking at this? That's my question. This is an enriched audio and visual experience, not to mention it can be authentic, and it should be something that your employees are providing content for. So I believe for me, this, my friend, is a buy. They don't have a lot of money already pulled in from a funding standpoint, and I don't think it's going to be hard to buy them. So next on, next on the uh, list and last on the list, we have our friends over at MyGWork. So report from Sky News, 24 Haymarket is leading a 1.6 million pound investment in my G work at a time of intense scrutiny of employers, diversity and inclusion policies. My G work is a recruitment and networking platform for the LGBTQ plus 
community and is tapping into a prominent network of high worth investors to fund its international expansion. My G work, which counts Glaxo, Smith, Klein, Pearson, and the accountancy firm ENY among its clients. Based in London, MyGWork has offices in Madrid and Florida and also works with companies such as BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world. It was founded by brothers Adrian and Pierre in 2015. Peter, how are you feeling about uh, a little MyGWork? I couldn't really get my head around what it was or what it okay. is because mm-hmm. it's got a feed of jobs on there from employers, but uh-huh. the jobs are just standard jobs. So I don't know if there's any relevance to those particular jobs and the community. So that was the first thing. And then you've got the community aspect. And I just think that possible and they're trying and they're kind of trying to target too many different types of people. So I just didn't really get it. And the founders, I couldn't really fathom out too much about the founders. I couldn't quite work out their background. So Mm -hmm. obviously, it's a very topical um, subject. And it's a very important subject. So I'm going to be a hold. I'm going to be a hold. I'm going to be a hold. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's call G, My G Work the LinkedIn for the LGBTQ plus community. My G Work is a space for an underrepresented community. Employers want and need to tap into more underrepresented communities. Employers need to demonstrate they are working within underrepresented communities. Employers like easy. This is easy. Now, I don't want to say that I believe that there are silver bullets for diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives because I don't believe that they are. Although when companies are exploring options, nothing is more glaring of a buy than my G work for the LGBTQ community, which is why this to me is a buy. We've worked with these guys in the past. I see them more as a LinkedIn, which is broad because, you know, what kind of job can a person with, you know, an LGBTQ person do? They can do all of them, right? Yeah. So again, I think it's it's more about penetration into a community that you are not currently penetrating. So that being said, we are at our last ad break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some creepy shit. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. I always feel like somebody's watching me. All right, Peter. Not if you sing like that, they'll be arresting you. (laughs) I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. So, Peter, what's the creepiest thing your demented mind could conjure up about the workplace? I probably probably best not answer that question, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, so 
Our last story comes from ZDNet. Excessive surveillance is having profoundly negative effects on the workforce. Yeah, no shit. Remote monitoring and surveillance tools could devastate employee relations unless efforts are made to put more power into the hands of workers. The author of a report by the European Commission's Joint Research Council, or JRC, warns. Kirsty Bell who spent five months compiling the JRC's extensive electronic monitoring and surveilling in the workplace report, that sounds creepy in itself, says an increase in employee surveillance threatens to undermine the trust and commitment to work amongst staff who are left in the dark about how data is gathered about them. A spike in the use of quick and dirty monitoring apps prompted by pandemic era remote working is especially concerning, particularly those who use more invasive techniques to snoop on people working in their homes. Is this 1984 or what? Is this going to continue or are governments going to allow this? Well, the thing is, there's, there's good tech and bad tech and you can use you know anything for good reasons and bad reasons. So right. let's just look at this from a different viewpoint. What if we flipped it on its head and said, okay, let's look at it from a well-being perspective. What if the company can see you're working too many hours, so actually stops the flow of work to give you more time off? Or the company sees you are getting tired, so schedules some time off, maybe books you, I don't know, books you in the spa or... God forbid, flies you off to Portugal. Could you imagine that? I would love it. <laughs> Is that what Joel did with you? Saw so you were working too hard. Now, yes. I know that's a bit utopian, okay? But what yeah, if yes. that was the case? And and let's imagine, obviously, this isn't hard to imagine for many people, but imagine your manager's a complete and utter dick. Now, obviously, not many are, but there's one or two around. Now, not only would the company be aware of this, but maybe they wouldn't need so many managers because some of these managers, you know, they ask you to send in weekly reports, uh-huh. And and you can say, well, hang on, that data's in Salesforce or in HubSpot or whatever. Oh, yeah, but I like you to put a weekly report together for me each week, and then we'll talk through it. It's like, what kind of manager is that? And the yes. thing is, the machine, the surveillance machine would have access to that data and would see how you're doing. And like I say, maybe get rid of some of the managers. So I don't think it's all one way. I don't think it's just a bad thing, but it depends which way it goes. I mean, obviously, if it's used for the wrong reasons, then that's not good. But if it's used in in a better way and it's all about helping the employee, then it could equally be done used for that reason as well. Well, Peter, it sounds like you would be perfect to be able to join one of the misinformation slash propaganda uh, wings of the, uh, the the marketing for for this for this type of technology. I don't think human beings have it in us to actually use this this type of tech the right way. Are we getting getting the shit done? That's the big question, and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that we have to focus on: is why are we watching these individuals? Why aren't we just looking at performance? I mean, are, are they on the phone? Are they making calls? Are they hitting their customer service numbers? Are they hitting their sales numbers? Are they hitting uh, project uh, timelines, dates, all that other fun stuff? That's what's important. What we're doing here is we're focused on control. And I want to I want to end this whole thing by uh, using a quote from Kirsty Ball, who actually pulled this together over months and months. Her quote is: "Technology is not a replacement for proper." management techniques. I don't think we can allow humans to make this decision because there are way too many dicks out there. What do you think? Yeah, there are. And maybe the technology, like I say, gets rid of them. But I think 
you've, I think just looking at it from two ways is important and it doesn't always have to be bad. But like you say, humans are not the greatest species on the planet and we don't exactly kind of get on well with each other. But I like <laughs> to think that there is a better side to us all and, and that something like this could be used in a positive way by some companies. I would like to think that as well, but unfortunately- You're American. The human race, yeah, the hu- human race hasn't done much for me lately. Uh, <laughs> Peter, thanks so much for coming on the show. I know you're fucking knackered out from eight hours and, and only a cheese sandwich. Uh, go take a nap, get something to eat, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show. Thanks, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good to talk to you. You too, man. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.